professional when buying or selling your home. This is Reality Realty. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate forum, where every Thursday at this time we take on, we talk about, and we interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. Today, we're having one of my favorite formats. We're having the call-in format, and as usual, our go-to call-in panel is with us in the studio. We have Aaron Toms, and Aaron is a real estate sales representative with Remax Lakeshore Realty Brokerage. And welcome to the show, Aaron. Thanks, Dale. It's it's been a long time. It has been a long time. Yeah, and and uh, we also have our mortgage specialist. We have Carol Ann Bryant. Carol Ann is a mortgage broker with the Broker Financial Group and welcome Carol Ann to the show. Good morning Dale. Good morning. So how long has it been since we've done a call-in show? Oh I have no idea. I think a couple of months I think. I think more than a couple of months. Hmm. I think it's got to be like three or four isn't it? Or longer. Or longer. Yeah. Yeah. Well We've we've uh, been busy with other guests and 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 our call-in panel has been busy with other things. <laughs> so I, I do know I've tried to get Erin in before, but uh, she's a busy person and uh, hard to get a hold of her. So thank you, Erin, for coming in today. So if you have any real estate or mortgage financing questions, start sending them through right now. You can call up the station at. At 372-905-372-2321 and leave your question with uh, the person at the desk and they'll make sure we get it. We've already started to get questions that came in from social media and so we have a few lined up already. And do you want, uh, Caroline, do you want to give any other method to contact you with a question? Um, sure. Like a text? A text, yeah, 289-251-2948. So 289-251-2948, if you have a question for Carol Ann, uh, text her. And how about you, Erin? Uh, my cell's 905-376-0246. All right, 905-376-0246 for Erin Toms, any real estate questions. And, and for me, 289-251-2947. And so let's do first things first here. We'll take a look at Snapshot, which is a look at today's residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. There have been 146 single-family residential sales over the past month, and that is up by one sale over last week's report. And that leaves us with an inventory of 321 residential listings for sale in Northumberland County. The average selling price of successful sales over the past 12 months has again increased to approximately $397,000. On average, those successful sales, the people have been receiving slightly over 100% of their asking price in a market time of 38 days. Northumberland Real Estate is still in a strong 
seller's market. With an absorption rate of 45% based on the past month's sales trend, while continuing to move in a direction of a balanced market. I research these Northumberland County statistics and I calculate the absorption rate using information from List Central, and List Central is the local realtor component of the MLS system. So if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you want this information to be area specific, specific to the type of home you're looking at and the price band it's in. So talk to your local realtor and they will help you understand these kind of stats and how they can make these stats work for you. Today's mortgage rates, they are still a five-year fixed is as low as 2.59% and a five-year variable is as low as 2%. And those mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker, Carol Ann Bryant with the Broker Financial Group right here in the studio, giving her two thumbs away up. (laughs) (laughs) Except for Carol Ann, now just on the way here, you were reading uh, an article, an article yeah. about... Uh, it, because that's in response to a question that I've received, oh. yeah, so you're jumping okay. ahead. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. So, folks, that's your current snapshot of the residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. And just a reminder that the views and opinions expressed by me, especially by me, and the co-host guests of the show, or any of the articles presented, do not represent the views and opinions of the station, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, of any other real estate brokerage or realtor. They're simply our views and opinions at this time. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, today we're attempting to answer all your real estate questions and all your mortgage financing questions. So look us up on Facebook, send us a message that way, or text text us. And, and can we say the text one more time? Caroline, your, your text number is? 289-251-2948. Aaron? 905-376-0246. And mine is 289-251-2947. Or you can just call into the station at at any time, 905-372-2391, and they will be sure to get us your questions. So, ladies, I I just want to start off with the first question because I got this one, like, immediately after we posted uh, yesterday, late, late yesterday afternoon. And... And so I just want to reward the first question with a first response here. Um, It's from Naomi. And Naomi says, when selling your home and getting ready to, uh, getting ready for a viewing, what are the three top um, most important things you can do to ensure your home is at its best? Make your bed, put laundry away. <laughs> Nobody wants to see dirty laundry on your floor, so... Yeah, so, so you know, is Naomi referring to uh, the beginning of the listing, or is she referring to possibly just before the viewing? I I, I think viewing, that's yeah, what she yeah. asked about. <clears throat> so, yeah, a quick general tidy up. Toilet seats down, um, mm-hmm. lights on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I think it, I th- I'm going to... I'm going to think of this in two ways. I know she said before the viewing, but she might be mean also Naomi may be referring to before viewings. So prior to the first viewing, mm-hmm. um, not sure what Naomi's mean, but if you're meaning going back that far, Naomi, 
I would say staging is huge. Uh, you know, the arrangement of furniture, where wall hangings are, any of the items on horizontal surfaces, like on your dressers or on your coffee tables, end tables, on your kitchen counters, decluttering all that stuff, getting it so that it's, the house is decluttered, so that the house looks more spacious, not necessarily the most practical way to live and have the furniture, but the most practical way to view the furniture, uh, the home. And, uh, and part of that is exactly what Aaron said. It's a, it's a cleaning, do a deep clean because make, make your house cleaner than, than it ever normally is. And, and when we talk about this, we're talking about this, correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron, but inside and out mm-hmm. absolutely yeah first thing people see when they're driving up to your house is your yard and landscaping isn't it it absolutely is that's Gardens. your first impression is your curb appeal so yeah and last thing as you leave and you're saying hey this could be up for consideration you're looking over your shoulder just wondering could that could that be my home so the staging and and we could look at it both ways before your ever your first viewing ever and and as you leave the house before that next viewing make sure everything's organized like that everything's clean and then and i i'd have to say i'd have to say another aspect the third aspect to this would be um the functionality of your home so are all the lights uh are all the lights Light bulbs. Light bulbs uh, still mm. good and not burnt out. Are, are, if somebody opens a door, like a bifold door or something, will it actually work? Or windows, and somebody tests a window, will it actually work? And, and what I'd super recommend is a pre-inspection. Get <laughs> a pre-inspection because that's where a number of these things get, most, all of these things will get tested by a good home inspector and... And they'll be brought to light. And and these might be things that we don't even notice in our home anymore because we're so used to compensating or or just holding something a certain way as we open it mm-hmm. because we know it'll function that way. Um, so I totally the pre inspection and then and then acting on it and and getting getting some of these things rectified. So anything else you think you'd add to that, Aaron? Uh, no, just like you said, the deep clean, like maybe hire somebody to come in because like as a homeowner, you overlook many things. I see it often and I'm sure you do as well is light switch covers, you know, oh, yeah. um, the doors around the door handles always get mm-hmm. murky and inside your window, like the tracks yeah. get really dirty. So, and I mean, all that stuff is easy to do, but when you look at it all, there's a lot to do. So maybe look at hiring somebody to come in and take yeah. that off your plate for you yeah and and that va- you know things like vacuuming off the um the basement in the basement ceiling where it's an unfinished ceiling getting the vacuum out get, oh, yeah, getting get rid, rid of the, of the cobwebs, cobwebs. yes <laughs> i mean what a cheap way to make your house and look popcorn better. ceilings just grab like a big fat fluffy paint roller and roll them to get the, the cobwebs webs. off of those because those collect a lot of dust and cobwebs mm. as well so good good method there yeah good method i think it just gives an overall impression too if it's clean like that 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 this house has been well cared for absolutely right? if it's dirty and mm-hmm. people just get it's that first impression yeah. right absolutely well caroline do you have a question well i do indeed dale um, this is a good question. What is the difference between term and amortization? 
So when you get a mortgage, you will pick a term and the term is that length of time that you are borrowing money from the lender. So it can be anywhere from six months up to 10 years. So that's your term. Once you've completed that term, you're no longer obligated with that lender. You can uh, choose to renew or pay them off. Uh, either you have the cash to pay them off or you're going to switch to a different lender. Um, the amortization is uh, the length of time that that loan is, is spread out. So it can be... It can be up to 30 years or as low as a year. Some lenders have restrictions actually for the length of the amortization, maybe the five years. But the lower the amortization, the higher your mortgage payment will be. Mm-hmm. So you do you can pick the amortization. A lot of people think they have to go with a 25-year amortization, um, which is the, the typical Canadian five-year fixed, 25-year amortization is typically what Canadians go for, but you can pick. But if you keep picking 25 years, your mortgage never gets paid off because then your new, your new price upon the renewal, um, you're takes spreading, you're spreading yep. it out over 25 mm-hmm. years again, and you're spreading yep. it out 25 years again. And, and that's something at, the, at your renewal at the end of your term, whatever you pick, you can change your amortization mm-hmm. too. And, you have some flexibility. Yes, I recommend that because then you're you're accelerating paying down your loan. The bank, of course, wants you to owe them as long as possible, so they won't encourage you. Yeah, if you're a good payer, <laughs> why why not keep that payer, right? Exactly. If you pay yeah. on time, uh, always pay, and on time, they'd l- hate to see you go. True. Yeah. Well, thank you, Carolyn and and Aaron. Yes. What do you got for us here? So I have a question regarding listings. So someone was thinking about listing their home, but they wanted to know if it was okay to restrict viewings around their work schedule as they work shift work. What are you thinking? Well, I think, yes, you can, um, within reason. I mean, if you work shift work and, you know, you can put on the, you know, we have the realtor remarks section where we can let other realtors know that, Showings are to be between a certain time or certain days. But I've had other situations where people would, you know, probably refuse eight out of ten showings, and that can ultimately hurt you because people can't get in to see it. They're not going to buy it. So, Yeah, how badly do you really want to sell your home, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm thinking when it's time to sell my home and I have a routine, uh you know, there's going to be times it just doesn't work. And, and it's like, sorry, um, if you'd like to see it, this time just doesn't work. But I, I'll be totally willing to adjust my routine and be inconvenienced yes. if, if I can potentially get a, a good buyer in. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and different people are different. Uh, I mean, one, one train of thought there is, uh, you know, if they're really interested, they will reschedule. Right. Yeah, possibly. But I mean, they could be on the opposite schedule as your work yeah. schedule, right? So it might make it really challenging. Mm-hmm. So, and, and are you the only house that's like that? Because if there's other homes competing in that price band, mm-hmm. then, then people will eventually just take the, the path of least resistance. So, all right. I have, I have one here that j- just got called in 
and it is from John. Thank you, John, for your question. <clears throat> I'll get yours right away. We have some more, but I'll get yours right away just in case you can only listen for a, a short while. And John's asking, why have an open house? Um, why not have your realtor take interested people through? Yeah, great question. Uh, open house or no open house? Do you just take people who are requesting your home um, individually? And wh what's your thoughts on that, Erin? Well, I find right now we have a lot of people moving down from the city and they come down on the weekend and they don't have a local realtor, things like that. So open houses are good for that. It gets a lot of people through in a very short time. So it's a really short inconvenience for the seller. You know, the average open house is two hours long. So it's two hours, it's planned, it's scheduled, you know to be out and have everything ready and you could get, you know, 20, 30 people through in that two hour time. So, I mean, there's that advantage. Um, you will get a lot of just nosy neighbors through probably as well, but mm -hmm. uh, you gotta take the good with the bad, I guess. Yeah, and, 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 and my thoughts on that, my thoughts on that are a little bit overlapping with yours. <coughs> and then, and then Aaron, completely different than yours. <laughs> Two personalities? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I'm saying uh, my thoughts on this one, if somebody is serious about buying your home, if they think, if they think oh, an open house is an effective method of selling a home, they, whether it is or isn't, they're not going to want to wait for an open house because they they're going to want to get in before mm -hmm. that effective, in, in quotes, that effective tool is used because they don't want to compete. So I, I believe even if you're out of town, you're, you're arranging to see that place ASAP if you think that that's uh, a really good buy and then especially local people. I, I just see an open house as what you said, um, being a vehicle for nosy neighbors, uh, being a vehicle for someone who has a house similar to yours, but they're wondering, hey, what have you done? What can I pick up some ideas for my own house? Some people that just, you know what, that's just their entertainment because it's quite interesting walking through on weekends and driving around and popping into arbitrary open houses that you may or may never want to purchase. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, you do see that, but I'm finding lately any, like the last couple open houses that I have done have actually sold as a result like of people coming through. They had realtors, but they still came through. Um, Shelter so Valley, for example, came through with their realtor. So they so. so they arranged to see the house during the open house. So so question being, had there been no open house, would that realtor have booked a viewing? Probably. Yeah. But uh, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They saw they saw a big win two hour window and, and they used it. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking no no open house, nothing lost. <laughs> and, and and when I think about too, when we come through with our clients, with our buyer clients. We, we know who they are somewhat. Sometimes it's the first time we've ever met them, mm -hmm. but we're with, we're with that client. When you have that open house scenario, I know I always try to bring somebody else along just to what, you know, just to be there, but you could have, like you say, you can have maybe 30 people come through. I mean, that's a really great open house if you had that many. <laughs> um, but even if you just had five six weeks ago, you would have had it. <laughs> yeah. Five or six people coming through. How do, does one realtor or 
or two realtors um, keep an eye on all these people at the same time well, if you, you have multiple people coming through? You can limit the amount that are mm -hmm. allowed through at a time and just have people wait at the door. Yep. You yeah. know, or outside if the weather's nice or look around the property while you have like maybe a handful of people through at a time. Mm -hmm. so. so, John, there, there are a few different <laughs> opinions on do you have an open house or do you not? All right. Uh, what time is it? It's, it's time for a break. So, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Uh, thank you for everyone so far who's uh, put forth some questions. And join us after this break, and we'll continue to answer your real estate and mortgage financing questions. Hi, I'm Kevin Stewart, and if you're counting down to the weekend by the time you reach the middle of the week, join me Wednesday mornings at 10. We'll have the midweek warm-up with a little inspiration with views you can use. We also respect the instrumental, great tunes without lyrics, well, mostly, and varying takes on tunes in the songs the same. Your requests are always welcome, and you just never know who might drop in to speak about what's going on in Northumberland. And remember, once the show's done, so is half the work week. So join me for the midweek warm-up Wednesdays at 10 on Northumberland 89.7 Truly Local Radio. My cousin Bob and I decided to quit our hustle and bustle jobs in the corporate machine and become entrepreneurs. We are now the proud owners of Curio City. Bob has always had a keen eye for Biblo. With the legal advice of Jim McGrath, we learned the best way to set up our business. Plus, Jim helped us understand our lease. Jim McGrath has been lawyering for over 30 years, so he knows what makes sense in business law. Plus, he's a real nice guy. Call Jim McGrath today at 905-373-1999 and tell him Cletus sent you. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our guest panel today includes Aaron Toms, real estate sales representative with Remax Lakeshore Realty Brokerage, and Carol Ann Bryant, mortgage broker with the Broker Financial Group, and also the provider of mortgage rates to you every Thursday morning on our snapshot segment. Before the break, we were answering some questions. We had one come into uh, the radio station at 905-372-2391. You can also text us your questions. Uh, we've given out the numbers. Should we give out the numbers one more time. Carol Ann, your number? 289-251-2948. And Aaron, your number is? 905-376-0246. And mine is 289-251-2947. So I have one here, and it's from, it's from Barb. And she's asking, Barb's asking, if your house is not selling, is it best to take it off the market and relist in the spring? What are the effects of doing that? I'll let you answer that one. You want yeah. me to answer that yeah. one? All right, well, you know what, uh, Barb, there's a number of considerations about um, taking it off the market and possibly relisting in the spring. Uh, one, one of the considerations are what is the time frame that the sellers need to sell in? So if, if, they, if you're asking a question like that, I'm going to assume that maybe it's not super urgent. It's maybe something you'd like to do, but if it happens this year, if it happens, you know, next year, ev that's all okay. Um, the other thing to think about is what, what kind of market are we in right today? 
And I know a lot of people uh, over the, like Aaron was saying, you know, if, if something happened six weeks ago, the, mm -hmm. the whole climate of our real estate market looks so different then than it does now. But you got to ask, what, what kind of climate are you in right today? So I'm, I'm wondering, Barb, if, <clears throat> if this question is based on you have something for sale today and you're actually thinking of taking it off the market maybe even now. Well, like our snapshot segment said, we, we have uh, still a 45% um, absorption rate. So we're still this super strong seller's market and it doesn't seem like it because you know six eight weeks ago it was just ridiculous and when we compare that to today's market it's maybe somebody might think you know that maybe we're in a balanced market or something but we're definitely at 45 percent uh, traditionally speaking anything over 20 percent is a seller's market so we're well beyond the 20 percent we're into 45 percent so this is still a great market to sell your home. Um, I'm thinking about if you were asking maybe around Christmas time, maybe you would, because if you're not in a big hurry, um, it's not a time sensitive thing. Maybe you say, you know what? I just as soon have the Christmas season to myself and I'll have people trekking through here over the, you know, maybe December, January. Um, I'm thinking also about, uh, you know, where if, if you're thinking about taking off the market now, you, you need to consider that September is traditionally a pretty strong market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so would you really want to miss this fall market? And not that we know exactly how it'll look because things have been so unpredictable, but it typically is strong, isn't it, Erin? Yeah, but I'd also look at why it isn't selling. Like, I think you have to look at mm -hmm. at that before you make any kind of decision. Right. Yeah, how like long how long's it been on the market? Mm -hmm. And and why why do we not have a sale yet today? Yeah, have you properly prepared it for sale? Like we discussed at the very beginning, um mm -hmm. are you priced right? A lot of people, you know, <coughs> with listings right now, I'm seeing they're seeing what people were getting 6 7 weeks ago, 8 weeks ago, and they're still thinking that they're going to bring that in on their house mm -hmm. price, so they're listing really high and you know, that's just going to hurt you in the long run. So it is hard to believe that things have changed so much in such a short time. Mm -hmm. And and then and then the other question, Barb, would be, I think, does your home show better in a particular season? So are you are you selling something that's out in the in rural country in swampland with tons of cedars, and you're trying to sell it in May? And, uh, People are getting carried <laughs> away by mosquitoes. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not showing that well. Or, or in the spring, uh, does your does your place really not look that good until the foliage comes out? And and do you have a place that looks? It is is the outdoors is the landscaping a big part of this listing? Because you know, right now in the summer and in the fall, and all the foliage is out, you maybe don't want to miss that kind of time do you have a pool do you have a pool <laughs> yeah because uh, you know right now it's open it's it's hopefully looking crystal clear yeah with all the rain definitely yeah <laughs> and and in the spring it's going to have a cover on it maybe you know so yeah. so th those are my thoughts i'd agree yeah yeah How, and 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 then the other part of what barb was thinking what's the effects of it so what 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 are what are people thinking aaron if if 
do they even notice if it gets taken off the market now and it gets put back on in the spring? Well, I think if something doesn't sell and it's taken off, people will automatically think that, oh, it didn't sell, it was priced too high or there was something wrong with it, you know? So, I mean, I think it's more hurtful to do that than it is to make the changes you need to make in order to get it sold, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's some realtors who wouldn't bother to look at the history of it, but mm -hmm. most of us, I think most of us would, and then we would be telling our clients, Absolutely. Um, yeah, this was for sale, you know, last year at whatever time. So that's, uh, those are, those are a, a couple things to think about, Barb, when thinking about um, keeping your house for sale versus, uh, versus taking off the market. And the only thing we really know for sure, Aaron, I think that we can say for sure is if it, nobody knows it's for sale, because it's not listed, it doesn't sell. That's right. That's the only. <laughs> That's <for> profound. Sure. <laughs> Very uh, deep. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? <coughs> Who knew? Words uh, of wisdom. All right. I think uh, Aaron was that was that a a question that just came in. Um, somebody just wanted to know what FSBO means. For go for ahead. Sale by owner. Yeah. So. Fisbo. Yes. It's a FISBO, for sale by owner. That's a short answer. That All is right. a very short <laughs> answer. <laughs> All right, Caroline, I know I know you have a few in your in your queue waiting. Yeah, so we'll go back to the the um, question you were talking about interest rates, the article I was reading. Um, so this is a bit of a loaded question from Karen. Where do you see interest rates going? Oh boy. I wish I knew. <laughs> <laughs> that I yeah, that would be great. Um so there is speculation now <clears throat> because the Bank of Canada has uh their next policy decision in a couple of weeks. So the Bank of Canada is responsible for where the prime lending rate will end up being, where the banks will set their prime lending rate. Um and the Bank of Canada hasn't made any changes to the overnight lending rate, which affects prime, in quite some time. Uh, but now, Stephen Polis is uh, indicating that possibly in two weeks we could see a rate hike. And uh, because he says that the 20 his 2015 interest rate cuts appear to have done their job. So... What does that mean? We don't know. Will it go up by 0.25? Will it go up by 0.5? By 0.75? We don't know. Will it go up? Will it go up even? I mean, the fact that he's saying that is kind of, I think, a strong indication because they generally have been saying, mm, we're going to leave things the same until sometime in 2018. So... I think this is a pretty good clue. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's just trying to, you know, take the shock factor out of it by by posing a bit of a question or a statement now, weeks before. I mean, the the fixed rates have gone up. They the 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 fixed rates went up. Um, uh, time goes by quickly. I want to say three 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 weeks ago, they jumped up by point two, uh, just overnight. And they have not come down from from there. Um, so I mean, it's something to think about if you're 
in the process right now of of getting financing and you were set on getting the the variable rate uh maybe something to think about it, it depends on how much of a discount you're getting off of prime right now um if you have a really good discount <coughs> like the prime minus 0.7 <laughs> that's an excellent discount you can stand you can stand a rate hike of 0.25 and generally with that product you have the option to lock into a fixed interest rate if if the uh, prime starts changing too much you do there is that comfort factor um, generally speaking and uh, so it's it's just something to think about and so I guess we'll see in a couple of weeks so what I'm happens I'm thinking if if you were thinking of doing something with your mortgage financing, Mm-hmm. It might be a good time to lock something in right today because if if a few weeks go by and you haven't done it, and all of a sudden there is a change, you might be kicking yourself because you'll say, you know what, there were a few signs earlier on. I wish I had done something about it. Yeah. So so w- what you're locking in is the discount you're getting from the lender. You can't lock in Prime. Prime mm-hmm. is two point seven right now. It might go up. But yeah. your discount, if you lock that discount in, you will keep that discount. Maybe you just have to lock it in by doing it. By making the change that you're thinking of making now, as opposed to three or four weeks from now. Because if it changes, I'm not sure what will happen with uh, with the lenders, what they'll choose to do for their discounts. Yeah, because... They can, they can choose whatever they want. Sometimes when that uh, prime goes up, they increase their discount off of it, don't they? There's been times. It depends on what the investors, so where, where their pool of money is coming from, what what are the investors looking for? Because obviously they have to give their investors a good rate of a rate of return on their on their money. So, so it's a question that I can't really answer for certain. Okay. Where do I see them going? No, we can never we can <laughs> never answer that. That's I, I'm fairly certain they're not going down. The yeah. the, the variable, the fixed might come down a, a bit, but. That's going to depend on what's happening in the stock market because the stock market drives the fixed rates. All right, Aaron, we got one that came in here. Um, we got we got one here from from Bob, and Bob's asked. I understand that the home inspection industry is now regulated. Maybe now we will see some good inspections. Ooh. How do realtors feel about this? <laughs> so so uh, this this one came in before before the show so I, I I'll I'll get you to answer but first I'll just I'll answer some logistics uh, you know facts here uh, with uh, Bob's comment um, now it it's not fully regulated yet but they did start they did start their first reading. Um, it was sometime last year, maybe, I don't know if it was November last year, but the first reading started then, and I think just last month they got their final uh, royal assent. So it's been all, all of that is done. It, this is going to happen, Bob, but still um, the government has to establish a regulator for for regulating the home inspection industry. They have to um, set up committees, and... Uh, you know, like uh, discipline and appeal committees. And they also have to draft all the regulations. I mean, they've been talking a lot about it. They they have ideas of what they want to regulate, but there's still some more time to wait. So 
So it's not a regulated industry quite yet, but it is absolutely happening. So, Aaron, how would you address Bob's question about um, maybe now, Rita here, maybe now we'll see some good inspections. How do realtors feel about this? Um, (laughs) It's a a bit of a loaded question. It's a bit of a loaded question. Um, And I'm not entirely sure how to answer that appropriately. I haven't had a lot of experience seeing some bad inspections. We have some pretty good inspectors around here. Mm -hmm. We've been very fortunate that way. Um, Clearly, Bob has had a bad inspection, so I'm very sorry for that. He's either had one or or a friend has had one or something like that, right? So, but yeah, I, Aaron, I'd agree with you totally. Um, you know, Bob, <coughs> Bob knows of, at least knows of maybe a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd have to say, Bob, there's some really good inspectors out there and, and we've seen great reports and, and really and truly I, I, I know for a fact because I talked to, um, Dave Smith from Pillar to Post Home Inspectors regularly and he is so welcoming this regulation because he's been doing it he's been him and his company has been doing everything they can to raise the standards in this industry but then they compete with uh, potentially someone who just has a flashlight and a business card and and he has to compete with them and uh, and for price because they don't even ha- they're not even insured they haven't taken the courses and and different things um, so I know the the legitimate home inspection industry is welcoming this. And, and both of us have seen great, great reports, mm-hmm. right? Useful reports. I, I didn't have a chance to see that yet, Caroline, so okay. I'll have to take a look. Um, so, so, you know, how do realtors feel about it being regulated? How do you feel about well, it? Well, I think it's a, a great thing. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing I hate more than having a listing and then someone putting it conditional on a home inspection and they show up with somebody that's, you know, not insured and not qualified. And like what happens if something goes wrong or gets broken? You mm-hmm. know, there's, you know, so to have that, I guess, governing body, so to say, it eliminates a lot of that concern for any home seller. So Yeah, just raise, raise the uh, standard in the industry mm-hmm. up to what already um, legitimate home inspections uh, inspectors are doing and and just it just will give the whole industry more credibility for sure absolutely yeah caroline did you have something here you were um <coughs> yeah gonna pass along <coughs> excuse me okay i'll read it here um okay this this is a this is a good one and we'll i'll read it now and we'll get uh we'll get to it right after break we'll take a break on this one because this one could be a little longer um we have ben and ben saying is is um is buying a property and building on it a better option than trying to buy a house in this hot market so you know if if somebody wants to consider if they've been trying to buy a house in this hot market and they've been unsuccessful and and they're afraid of you know what the prices will go at and and uh, should a person maybe buy a lot, get a builder to build, and then you're not c- catching yourself in a bidding war. We'll answer that 
right after this break. You've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland, 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break, and we have more of your questions to answer. Why not come out and enjoy a fabulous movie-going experience at the Rainbow Cinemas? Playing June 23rd to 29th, Transformers The Last Night rated PG, Cars 3 rated G, and Wonder Woman rated PG. Rainbow Cinemas are in the Northumberland Mall, 1111 Elgin Street West in Coburg. For showtimes, call 905-372-2444 or visit rainbowcinemas.ca. Hey everybody, this is Steve from the band Coupe de Ville. We are really thrilled to be part of the Canada 150 Summer Music Series concerts and celebrations at the Victoria Park Banshell this summer. Coupe de Ville will be performing on Wednesday, July 5th, so come on out, bring your lawn chair and a few friends, and enjoy a great summer evening of live music. Coupe de Ville, proud supporters of Northumberland, 89.7, truly local radio. Want to listen to Dame Nellie Melba singing Mimi from La Boheme in 1907? Audrey Hepburn telling you what's worse than the blues. The last time Judy Garland sang Over the Rainbow. I'm Pat Bryan, and I call my show I Know What I Like, and I like the magic of radio. Eight o'clock every Sunday evening. There's nothing else like it on the air. Right here on Northumberland, 89.7, truly local radio. Welcome back. This is Northumberland, 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant, and our guest panel today include Aaron Toms, real estate sales representative with Remax Lakeshore Realty, Brokerage and Carol Ann Bryant, mortgage broker with the Broker Financial Group. And we have been answering your real estate and mortgage questions this morning. We are in, we are on the last lap of the show. We got another 15 minutes to answer questions. And just before the break, uh, we had a question from from Ben and Ben said is buying a property and building on it a better option than trying to buy a house in this hot market that's uh, a good question great question but mm-hmm. firstly this hot market it's not this hot market it was six eight weeks ago is it Aaron no it's definitely not still still a strong sellers market but not the same market um, did you want to give a stab at this question Aaron um, well, I just wanted to point out too that not only did we see an increase in the value of home sales, like the prices that things were selling for, it was land as well. I noticed, you know, a significant increase in the purchase prices on vacant land. So, I mean, really six of one, half a dozen of the other. So, yeah, it, it is. And, and I think another big question is, I think, I think Ben's, Ben's theory here is beautiful. I think if you can take yourself away from the bidding frenzy mm-hmm. and even though the even though the price of land has been going up as well, it's not necessarily the bidding frenzy that a resale home has. So if you can take yourself away from that and be able to make decisions in a, a much calmer um, environment, you may end up doing much better in the end, but try to get a good piece of land that you can build on that you can build on that isn't full of environmental restrictions uh, yeah that uh, you know there's it's tough have, have you had in the last uh, year or two uh, 
potential land buyers and and have a tough time finding something? No, but I've been looking because we were kind of contemplating that idea too, is building. Mm -hmm. And so we've just kind of, you know, we've looked at some homes and we've looked at some land and every piece of property I like, you cannot build on one square inch of. So I mean- The Oak Ridge is moraine. Yeah, and other environmental concerns and things like that. So you may not have that bidding war frenzy, but you have just as many challenges finding something. So. Yeah. So so if you can find that property that that fits the bill. Scoop it. Scoop <laughs> it up. Yeah. And and that's that's a bit more of a challenge too, Carolyn, isn't it? Um buying the property because you can't you can go out and potentially buy a property with only 5% down. A home you mean? Uh, 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 sorry. Yeah. yeah. Buying a, yep. a resale home with as little as 5% down Correct. potentially. But what are you going to need to buy that piece of vacant property? Um, if you're not planning on building on it right away uh, and you can't pay cash for it, the loan amount you will get is 50% of the value of the property. So you have to come up with 50%. And what if you wanted to build on it right away? So, yeah, if you want to build on it right away, there's a couple of different ways you can finance it. There are some financing options where (coughs) if you have the plans for the property of what you're going to build, you could potentially get a mortgage up to 80% of the value of the land plus what you're building. So now you just have 20% that you have to come up with. Mm -hmm. So that's a particular kind of financing for construction financing. But it's not the 5% that you no. typically are thinking about for a resale home. Correct. So, yeah, so that's another challenge, uh, Ben, on that on that thought. I got a question here that came in <coughs> this morning. Um, somebody's just saying, what is the standard amount of deposit to go with an offer? Hmm. We've had this one before, but we I've have. seen a lot of changes yeah. in that. I typically am now receiving much higher deposits than I did in the past. Um, I don't know if it was the competition in the offers that mm-hmm. people were, you know, submitting larger deposits in order to make their offer look better or to make them look more serious or what have you. But I prefer the larger deposits over the smaller ones. So, so when you say larger, what, what kind of numbers are you looking at? I've had some, you know, over 20,000, some over 50,000. So, mm. Yeah. And I think, I think in this neck of the woods in Northumberland County, the $1,000 deposit was the standard for such a long time so <laughs> so long and then and then what would it be 2016 likely and we started seeing deposits coming in um you know 10,000 we would be like ooh they're serious and then mm-hmm. and then i think i'm thinking 20 is a really common number now don't you i think so yeah i had one this year as, as large as 100 so uh, i was very very scared holding on to that check <laughs> Please do not lose this. Um, I handed it in as soon as I possibly could. (laughs) But um, it shows that they have the money, that they can afford the property. And, you know, if you're representing a seller and you've got offers coming in and you've got one that's got a $1,000 deposit and one that's got a $20,000 deposit, you know, who's who can afford the home? Especially if you're bidding on it and you're bidding over the asking price. Absolutely. Yeah, and and then there's always the concern that the appraisal appraised value will come in under that purchase price, and so is this potential buyer able to make up the difference? Absolutely. Yeah. So 
here's a question that I think comes up often. What happens with that deposit check? I think some people are confused. They hand over the, the check and there's like questions. Where does it go? What happens with it? What happens if I, you know, I, I don't fulfill my conditions? What's the deal with the deposit check, Dale? Well, and, and that's, that's where you need to be concerned with how much you're giving as a deposit, too, because once that deposit check goes into the trust account for the, the brokerage that's holding the deposit, and that's where most of those deposits go, it can be released, it can be released one of three ways. One is the closing of the deal and it's released and put towards the purchase of the deal. Second one is if people sign a release. Um, the most common release is a mutual release where buyer and seller are both signing to say, you know what, the buyer um, and seller are both released from anything, any, any attachments to this uh, contract and that the buyer will get their uh, deposit back. And then the third is a court order that they do not, nobody signs a release, it did not close, and it has to go to court and be ordered where the deposit goes. So so there's no guarantee when you give a deposit, even even if you're, and, and it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on this, Aaron, too, even if you're going, removing yourself from the contract, contractually, because you have an out, you have a condition, you have an out, and you're taking that out, there's no guarantee that that seller will actually sign that release. And if without their signature, so maybe they're playing, we might call it playing games, maybe they got their B in their, uh, bo their bonnet about something, but they just won't sign it. Now that deposit is held until there's An the agreement. court, yeah, until the court orders it. And and what if you gave that hundred thousand dollar deposit, but you really need a place, and that's your only deposit you had. You, right. You might have been better to give a twenty, which is still strong, mm -hmm. and then maybe still, if if something went funny, still be able to go house shopping the next day. Yeah. And what do you think, Karen? Well, I think yeah. I don't think you want to put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, but it would depend too. Like, so if you had a conditional on a home inspection or financing, and something doesn't come through, and you need to be released, um, and the seller for whatever reason is refusing to release, despite the fact that they agreed in the original offer to allow you these choices and these decisions, and you know, um, unfortunately, it would take going to court over to get to get your um, deposit back. So yeah, I agree, like 20,000, like don't leave yourself so that if something like that happens, you can't buy a house because anything that goes through court can take a very long time, so. Years, it yeah. could be years to get it, couldn't you? It but could even, if, even if the seller agrees and signs that release, the person does not get their money immediately, right? Well, that would depend. So if they gave a normal check you know, it can't be, the brokerage can't release that deposit back to you until that check is cleared. So it creates a longer waiting time. If they do like a certified check, then you'll get your deposit back much more quickly than you would with a regular check because it's already cleared mm -hmm. right away. So. But it, it's not going to take all that long. No, it, it's it, not it, like the moment. It depends that on the brokerage. Some brokers can be 
like 20 plus days yeah it's usually 10 or 15 yeah. though as long as it takes for the bank to clear it and yeah. then the brokerage is usually pretty which again goes back to don't put all your eggs in one basket because in a hot market can you wait 15 20 days to get your money back if that's all you have and you you're, you you want to jump on another house yeah it's a tough call because yeah. can you wait but then again is your deposit big enough to stand half a chance on the first one you tried for? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's tricky. There's, there's a lot of decision making going on. Which is why there. you need a good realtor to advise you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, here's one. Here's one, and and this one, um, this this uh, this person says, now that it's a buyer's market. Okay, so right away. Um, <laughs> we, we establish in the snapshot section, it, it, it still is a seller's market and a, a, a fairly strong seller's market. Now that it's a buyer's market, will we be seeing prices go down? So, okay, uh, so aside from maybe it seems like a buyer's market right now, it, it still is a strong seller's market, but, uh, but a drastic change, like not near as strong. So what do you think, Erin? Will will we see some prices come down, or what do you think? What we don't know, but what uh, do yeah. you suspect? I I, su I suspect that we'll see some prices come down. Um, not. It's hard to say because what we were seeing was pure insanity, <laughs> you know, mm. with what some things were selling for. Um, but again, like you said, we're still, we're not in a buyer's market. We're not even in a balanced market yet, you know? No. So I think if anything, things are going to level out a bit, but I don't think we're going to see any scoop them up and get them for, you know, 5%, 10% under list price. I, I don't think we're going to see that anytime soon. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I mean, we're still getting, and I was just part of one yesterday we're still getting people holding off offers a little bit uh we're not doing it as much because it's just not as effective as it once was mm -hmm. and and i'm finding even the holding off offer scenario um quite often you see a, a home holding off offers now and the the date comes and goes and mm -hmm. the home is still for sale but when when it is successful and you do get uh, a couple competing offers. It's not a dozen plus anymore. It's maybe two or three, yeah. and and it's not a hundred thousand over ask. It's maybe you know it's maybe twenty thousand or thirty thousand over ask or less mm -hmm. or less. So so I mean things have definitely changed, and uh, it's it's certainly an interesting market. So so but not a buyer's market. But not <laughs> no and. And so will the prices go down? Um, maybe, maybe not, but they certainly won't artificially raise like they have been. Exactly. Yeah. Well, ladies, we're, we're, already, we're already at pretty much 5 to 12. So I, I would like to thank you, Aaron, for joining us again this week. We, we have Aaron Toms, real estate sales representative with um, Remax Lakeshore Realty Brokerage, and we have... Carol Ann Bryant, thank you, Carol Ann, for joining again. You're welcome. And Carol Ann Bryant is a mortgage broker with the Broker Financial Group, and we've given out their numbers a number of times already. And if if you're interested in contacting either one about your real estate or mortgage questions, I encourage you to do so. If you didn't catch their numbers, just give me a call um, or give me a call, or you can email me. 
And you can contact me about any questions about today's show or any matters at emailing dale at dalebryant.ca or call call into the station 905-372-2391. And if it's a question for me, that's great. If it's a question for Aaron or Carol Ann, I will certainly pass it along. And don't forget to join me, Dale Bryant. I'm a what am I? I'm a real estate broker <laughs> with Royal LePage, Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. Join me next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's truly local radio. Until next week, folks. I'm Kim Rudd, your Member of Parliament. As we celebrate our nation's 150 years, Canada Day is an opportunity to be reminded of the tapestry that binds us all together as Canadians.